Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And welcome to White Wine Question Time, the podcast that asks its guests three thought-provoking questions over three glasses of wine. And my guests this week are amongst the most celebrated and hardest-working cooks in the land, with what can only be described as, frankly, an empire of best-selling books, 27 at the last count, and a globe-trotting set of TV shows under their belt. Best friends since the 90s, they both met while working on a BBC drama. One was an assistant director, the other a makeup and prosthetics expert. They bonded over food and motorbikes and the rest of they say is history paving the way for several decades of globe-trotting cooking adventures they've literally been around the world together four times road tripping through the mediterranean asia and covering america's iconic route 66 always side by side and always on a bike but now they've branched into our world with a podcast it's all about sharing their experiences and expertise as well-lived agony uncles i can't wait to talk to them it's been a long time coming I'm really excited to have them on the show. It's Cy and Dave, the Hairy Bikers. Hello, hey, thanks, Kate. Kate. Thank, Thank you. you. What an introduction, that's, eh? It wasn't it, wasn't it, dude? Ah. It was nice, that, wasn't it? You're quite good at this, Kate. Yeah, you were, are you? <laughs> Some might say I was almost semi-professional. <laughs> I, think I, I think you're smashing it, kid. Don't listen. Um, how are you both? <laughs> I'm good, mate. I'm good. Thank you, yeah. It's a lot that you guys have lived and achieved together, isn't it? When you listen to it back like that, you go, blimey. Mm. Yeah, but we go back a lot further than the telly. You know, we met in 1992 
And so that's, you know, 30 years, isn't it? Yes. Um, You were in your 20s then. Yeah, I was. I was in my 30s, newly divorced. Um, But no, there's been a lot of personal stuff. And even now at the minute, you know, I'm going through treatment for for cancer. And it's it's like... it's like another chapter, isn't it, Kingy? It's, it's, you know, yeah. it's, it affects both of us. It's a very odd um, chapter. and one I We'll wish get I, through it. Yeah, we will. We will. We'll get through it. And, you know, but you're at the pointy end at the minute, which is always, uh, which is uh, always mm. yeah. difficult, difficult. But you know what? It speaks volumes of your friendship, Dave, that you even at a time like this, because you are in, in the the trenches of chemo um you acknowledge the impact it's having on Sai in his life and that that sh- that that seeps through into everything you guys do as friends you're always looking out for each other oh yeah well we're in business as well together you know and we have yeah. to keep the business going and you know that there's been rough times for both of us and when one of us has been unable to work the other one stepped in and filled the breach or, or you know, have been away. We, we've always covered for each other, and it's funny within within the roles of the the role of the bikers. Although it hasn't been a role, we just have to be ourselves. We we fulfil kind of different parts. Do, do you know what I mean? We're, we're we're very very close, but we're quite different. Uh, but when the two comes together, we're quite a formidable team. Mm. Um, no, it just, just works really. And I think that you know the reality is that that we're family. You know, we've known yeah. each other for such a long time, and. You know, we're like two old slippers. You know, we just we're there to lean on each for each other. You know, it's it's like you know, one, well, got holes in the bottom and smell. <laughs> yeah, fundamentally. Yeah, and, uh, and yeah, but you know, there's a sort of comfort in Speak those for yourself. slippers. You know, there is though. There's a comfort in it. You know, because he smells a certain way and I smell a certain yeah. way, and we just kind of, you know, we we you know, and when we get there, actually, we, Kate, when we talk about smell. Can we both say? You know, we did get have to go on points of view at one time to justify our personal hygiene. This is when we used to cook in ditches. Can I just say, we both smell very nice. We are the ones at airports who go there, and we always treat ourselves to a new cologne whenever we go away. So, <laughs> That's yes, a lot people, of cologne you've got then, because you've been away a lot. We have, we have. We, we, we smell all right, don't we? I don't, well, yeah, no, are you I'm sure gonna... you're not knocking out kind of... Uh, Cheap aftershave at the back of a car boot sale somewhere. Yeah, listen, <laughs> no, we're not cheap. Oh no, well, I've got I've got a market stall down on the on Tain, on the Sunday market and, and, and on the Tain. I mean, I've got that many. I got. I went the other day. I had a bit of a clear out, and I was thinking, you know, I could make a glass table from all this if I melted it down. This like there was bloody hundreds of them. <laughs> I was thinking this would be quite pretty cool. Keep the labels I'm and not that. I'm surprised you know. if you're buying one every time you go away. Well, it is, you know. Just... Yeah, we do, we do. We do get some looks when we're in the duty duty freeze together. <laughs> what do you think, Dave? What you do know? you think? What do you think, King? Oh no, no, oh no, no, no. You smell no, like, like a cup. Piss. No, no, not that no, one. Not that one. No. You look. You smell like a car trader. No, no, car. No. Yeah, uh, no. Oh, that's nice, Sai. That's nice, Sai. Floral. Yeah. Oh, I don't like floral. Oh, like well, you'd like that. No, I don't. All right, then. You are an old married couple. Yeah, that's, we are exactly you that. You really are. But, um, but how, are you, how are you both? Because obviously, Dave, you, you know, you are going through a big moment in your life. Are you both okay? How is, how is life um, unfolding at the moment? Uh, my life, well, three months ago, took, took a strange, bizarre it was like, like as usual, I went to the doctors complaining of certain bits and bops. And then the next thing I know, you get a phone call and say that it is a tumour and I'm going to have to have chemotherapy. And so fortunately, I think the, the, the chemo's working. 
but it's the effect, it's the effect that chemotherapy has on you. You know, I said to Kingy today that you know every every day is a school day, and I said, you know, my eyes are sore because my eyelashes have fallen out, and it's 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 crap like that that, that that's really irritating. Um, but yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I've got to go in tomorrow for another lot. Um, but yeah, we're, we're just getting through it, you know. And he's fit as a butcher's dog. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah, well, it, is, yeah. it is proper annoying. <laughs> I keep I keep trying to cough and limp just to make me, you know, make them feel better. But you know, <laughs> I, it's it's like look, it's just it's hard seeing somebody you love in that in 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 those trenches because they're tough. It's tough. Mm. It 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 really is tough. And um, you know, he's great at you know, he's as tough as an old boot. Which is um, which is what we're all relying on. He's he's as hard as nails, Dave. He's a proper barrel lad, you know. And because um, um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. No, to be fair, no, no, no. It, um, but you know, all I'm hoping for is that uh, uh, to say, when I get through this, I'll never whinge again about anything. You know, uh, I really. You know, to, to embrace life, we you know everything it's got to offer. You know, because suddenly the pair of us, I, I, I was watching our old Asian adventure at the weekend, and I think, by God, we're so lucky. You know, we were in Kyoto and just eating the most amazing food with the the, the Kyoto geishas, the Maiko and the Gaiko. And I just thought, well, we've done some mad stuff. You know, riding and just riding to service stations in Japan. You know, and that that's for two northern lads. This is our working day. And sometimes we've whinged. I thought, it's never going to happen again. But, <laughs> but, you know, like watching my holiday photos back. To be fair, we only whinged because yeah, we couldn't get... You is, know those it? in Japan, you go into the service stations and they've got those those uh, vending machines that talk to you. Well, they don't talk to you in English, they talk to you in Japanese, yeah. don't they? So you're trying to put your, your, your yen in and thinking, well, and you end up with, you know, some weird doll holding a lolly. And it's just like I, I want a sandwich. <laughs> you know what I mean? I give us a. That's if you that that's if you're lucky. Because remember we yeah. were at that service station, the one that was on. We were eating these melon cakes. Oh, yeah. And I thought it's now thing changes over the telly. So that must be ten years old that program. So now you know even now we we're tempered a little bit. We're beating these melon cakes, which are really not to Western taste, shall we say? And, right. And you know, you go. Oh, is it really interesting? No, we didn't. I just go, ooh. And you just go, oh, it's minging. Like, <laughs> well, it worked, but it was, I suppose. Yeah. We were rank. So you've been, sat, you've been sat watching old reruns of your adventures overseas. That's nice, Dave. Oh, and Rick Stein trying to get me appetite back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Watching all sorts. Oh, watching everything, that's, really. It's so cruel for a cook, isn't it? You've got no taste. That's, ah. Oh. Oh, it's changed. Uh, it's funny. Uh, garlic, I can't eat it at the minute. No, really? Onions, I can't eat now. Um, smells are really acute. Um, no, it, it's it's all gone belly up. Funny enough, I've reading other people as well. It will come back. Mm. Um, Good. But, you know, but things like, I've got a craving for stuff like cottage pie and Vimto. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not very gastronomic. What, together? But Vimto... <laughs> Together, yeah, I'm watching. It's like it. the the side to your Dave. Well, Lil's sitting down with like a really nice glass of white Burgundy, and I've got a pint of Vimto, <laughs> and you're excited about it. Yeah, it's working for me. Oh. Uh, like you said, Dave, three months ago, who knew this is where you'd be? <laughs> three months ago, no, last time I had Vimto was when I was eight. But now, <laughs> no, no. Now, listen, fellas, you have branched out into the world of podcasting, and that is something that can continue this year, as long mm. as you're feeling well enough, Dave. 
And you put yourselves up as agony uncles, which I just wonder where where did that come from? Because obviously we've established you've lived very well. But who told you that you were like, you know, sage sounding boards? Well, it's slightly tongue in cheek, Katie. I mean, fundamentally, Kate, that, you know, our our fan base is really interesting because it goes, the demographic is is just nuts. It goes from like nine year olds to uh, six year olds and and even so all the way up to 95 year olds and uh, barristers to bin men. I mean, it's just, it's, it's not. But what's great about it, that as soon as you engage and tickle them a little bit, what happens is they go, oh, we'll just give you... And some of the emails, because we fundamentally, without them, we don't have we don't have a podcast. So we, they write in no. with the problems every week. And we just read them out and go... And they have pseudonyms, because some of them, man, are just out there. Oh, and out, out the wall. Hilarious. I, I, heard, I heard one about fermenting. That, that went on for a bit trying to get to the bottom of somebody's quandaries around fermenting. But what else have, have you been presented well, with? Well, we, we have an item called Confidential Corner, which is like the rude one that's always oh, at the man. end. It's like the carrot to keep people waiting. I can't remember. What, what, what? And we've had some belters. We had one the other day, and it was a couple, and they have pet names for each other's private parts. And I can't remember. It was like Mr. <laughs> Mr. Tingle or something, wasn't it? And um, it was so funny. And, and, you know, and this was driving this bloke mad because he, he couldn't. He was putting him off. You know, does Mr. Tingle want to speak to Mrs. Bushy, whatever? Um, I, I can't remember the name. I can't remember. It wasn't that. But I, I did remember that somebody had a pet name for my bit. And it was called Pie Whackit. Anyway, Pie Whackit. What does well, it mean? Well, a listener wrote in and told me it was an American guided missile from the 1980s, which I was quite flattered with, really. Wow, yeah. Dave. That's very tough, That's what guy, I isn't thought, it? really. It's better than being... You are packing a punch, yeah, my friend. better than Piwaki being a chipolata from Hamburg. <laughs> um, but con- con- conversely, oh, mine was called... Oh, Mr. Ting- what? oh, that was it, wasn't it? Would Mrs. Tiggywinkle like to have some snuggle time with Mr. Tingle? Yes. And we were like, you cannot no. be... Pre- what? You seriously thought, no, absolute no, no, run, run, get out of there. That's, just, you know, so it's all run kind now. of that sort yeah. of... I mean, it's all... But it's great. No. It's, it's How hilarious. is that sexy? That's, that just kills any moment, surely. Well, that's, the, that's what the bloke was saying. You know, Mrs. Tiggy Winkle wants some snuggle time. He was, oh, he was killing it. it for him. Yeah, he no, oh. he was killing it for him. He was kind of like, I've got, I'm out of here. Yeah, doing me head in. So yeah, yeah. And and your advice was, we agree, go run, run like a life yes. defense. Yeah, then we it. we go off on a <laughs> yes. tangent. Some, sometimes we get very serious. You know, some people writing with a serious problem. And obviously, yeah. we do have some degree of decorum and delicacy. If if it's somebody say you know, problems with diet. Then, like we have both had over the years, we we do reply as seriously as we can, you know, and and with with a degree of empathy. So it's not it's not completely hard hearted taking the Mickey, uh, but some <laughs> of them you have to take the Mickey because they're just mental. Right, fellas, are you ready for your very first question? Yes. Yes. Okay. alluded to earlier your friendship and the a genuine affection that you share for one another is, is a really lovely thing to watch play out in all that you do be it on the page or on the screen and you do share a kind of old married couple shorthand so 
if you had to go back in time over this 30 year friendship and just pick one memory of your time together as friends that you think really defines your friendship, what would it be and why? Douglas Prom, I think, really. You are? Douglas Prom. Yeah, probably. Yeah. The charity yeah, night for yeah. Joy Dunlop Foundation. Yeah, that would be it. Yeah. yeah. This, and we'd raise money. Yeah. I'd spent 400 quid. Oh, there's so many, money. though. But I ended up in a skip, didn't I? You ended up in a skip. Now, when I, when I get an answer like that, I'm excited. Rewind, Dave. How did you end up in a skip? I don't know, Kate. <laughs> we we were with, like, Joy Dunlop was the greatest motorcycle race of all time who sadly got killed in Estonia. And we were with his widow, Linda Dunlop, and her friend Eunice. And we'd had a thoroughly good drunken night with all the TT riders. I paid 400 quid for, for a section of banner from the TT track, <laughs> which I God knows. And somehow with this rolled up under my arm, I ended up in a skip. <laughs> but then I looked up from the skip and there was somebody having a wee in the skip. I think you were in. in. Yes! And it was it? Wait! Oh, I'm no. It was dark! Yes! You know, I went, where's Dave gone? Oh, well, I don't know. I'll stop for a wee. So I had a wee in the skip, and he's going, Kingy, I'm in here. I'm going, what are you doing in there? And he's going, I don't know, but it's wet. And I'm going, that's because I'm having a wee. He's going, will you stop doing that? I mean, I can't, I can't help it now, I've started, can I? You know. So it was all that. <laughs> we were on our way to get some cheesy <laughs> chips on the way home. So, so that kind of defines yeah. our friendship, really. Uh, Jeff. That's brilliant. There's a sort of disturbing romance to that somewhere. <laughs> all those years on the telly and all those books, and then that was that was That's it. it. Really. A defining moment. Yes, a golden moment with a golden shower. <laughs> No, there was nothing no, fruity no, about no, it, Kate. No, no, yeah, oh, no have you been on no. Douglas Prom? It's flipping freezing. You know, it was uh, there was nothing. Oh, oh no, Kate. No. Are you kidding us? Si, would you would you have opted for the same um the same story? Does is that the one that defines your friendship above all others? I, um I think I think the one the one for me is this is the this is a testament to, to absolutely you know that you've got your 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 soul brother with you, right? So I I've gone through a pretty sh- I, I I was in I I T U, and and uh and and Dave was there going, you're right, King. Going, Why? Well, I I had a little I had a um a brain aneurysm, so I'd had the operation stuff like that, but I hadn't eaten for ages. So anyway, Dave rocks up and goes, you're right, mate. I goes, yeah yeah, I'm starving. He goes, what do you want? I goes, a pork pie. And he's going, you can't have a pork pie, man. You're in ITU. And I'm going, honestly, dude, like, if I don't eat something, I'm going to die, man. I'm, I'm, I am. Because, like, I hadn't eaten for about six days. So, and he was like, right, right. Six days. So he legs it down to Marxies, right? <laughs> he gets Marks and Marks and Spencer's and jumps on, he gets into Marks and Spencer's, goes to the cool crude aisle, gets us this massive pork pie that he very gently cut up. And he was going, yeah, yeah. So I'll keep an eye on the nurses. I'm shoving pork pies through me tube into me gob. And um, <laughs> and he's keeping an eye on, on the nurses. And they're going, what are you two buggers doing? And we were like, nothing, nothing. Nothing. We're like Tim school boys. It was hilarious. I can still see the withered claw come out from under the blanket to grasp this slab of pork, pork pie. 
Oh, it's you two really have been through some wars together, haven't you? Well, I, yeah. Oh God, yeah. But, but conversely, yeah, coming Kate, off the bikes. Conversely, Kate, what I was going to say was that that quite apart from that, in that kind of quite salient moment for Dave and I, at the background of that, Dave was talking to my kids and talking to Janie and kind of going, look, it's, it'll be, you know, there was all of that going on as well. So, albeit that there's that comedic moment, you know, that 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 it was kind of funny. But, it, you yeah. know, there, there is always, and that, and I think that perfectly defines our relationship. We will have that together. But yeah. then all the serious mm. stuff that goes on in the background of calming people down and making sure that everybody's all right and, you know, going to buy a takeaway because everybody's been to the hospital and the car. You know, it's just that love and care and attention is, is, what def- is what we're about really for each other. And that's important to us both. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, well, listen, it seeps through everything that you do. That friendship is is as undeniable as some of your dishes. Oh, smash him. He, he even washed me once, Kate. When, when I come off my motorbike and broke my arms and I couldn't wash them to my armpits. <laughs> and, That's love. <laughs> and he, he did, I stood in the shower. And it's like, you know, and there he is washing me oxters. <laughs> and he did, and Andy did me ironing as well, because, you know, we broke my arms, you can't do much. Yeah, you can't. Oh, well, look at that size, stepping up. Oh, yeah, dude, you know, I mean, this is what you do. Yeah, it is. It is. Now, listen, Dave has um, already mentioned that he's been enjoying some reruns of your adventures overseas, which takes me nicely into my second question for you both. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, I think you are possibly the best traveled guests we've ever had on this show. You've been around the world together officially four times. And the first road trip that you took together was when you first met. And so you sold Dave a motorbike, which promptly broke down and you had to drive up and rescue him. Um, So I want to know from from that moment on, all of those amazing adventures you've had, what are the standout travel stories that really do make up the best stamps in your passport? 
Can I just say that to use the terms he came up to rescue me, he's putting a spin on a very difficult situation. <laughs> he sold me a bike that was a complete bag of nails. And actually... It was all right. No, it wasn't. And I pestered him and told him that I, was, I wanted my money back and to come and get this heap of nonsense away from my house. So he came up to repossess the bike. And I'm still waiting for 500 quid. Still, sigh. It still. was shiny. So actually, you met you met under quite difficult circumstances, all things considered. And the relationship's just gone on from there, really. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> the only way was up. <laughs> well, <you know. laughs> but when we got the first commission, it was because really we never set out to do a food programme. We love food. We cook since we were kids. But we never set out to be TV chefs, as they call it. Um, food was the currency that drove the programme. And literally, we, we did our first programme in Portugal, the pilot, which did very well. And it wouldn't happen now, but the commission, basically two series. Wow. And That wouldn't and we, happen now. <laughs> now we're both in our day jobs and, and we just got our guidebooks out and thought a thousand mile motorbike trips that we wanted to do. Like I'd filmed in South Africa. Oh, Kingy, everybody says Namibia is brilliant. So we went to Namibia wow. and Vietnam, Transylvania. Uh, Morocco, India, and it literally was as random as that. Yeah, we wanted to write the, you know, like when you get a call sheet when you're filming, we wanted to write call sheets that we wanted to get, you know, like don't get up too early, you know, <laughs> go and eat something somewhere and, you know, go and listen to music. But, but you know, once we had that, that thought, back in the old days, we used to do all the research ourselves. Like the first series took us 42 weeks mm. to shoot. Did it? So we did every, we did everything. We did the research. Um, because we were crew, like Kingy would, I'd schedule it. Kingy would do the camera positions and locations. No, uh, yeah, and the director just came, turned up and shot it. Um, you were like YouTubers we before YouTube was even a thing. Is that what YouTubers do? Yeah, YouTube yeah. for prime time. Yeah. yeah, well, it's people shooting their own content, isn't it? And that's effectively what you were doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's what we did. Yeah, and 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 yeah, I mean, with, with the crew. Yeah, that was it, yeah. and and it was it was an amazing experience actually because we wanted to make sure that 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 it was it was Dave and I's program. We were very keen on that right from the very beginning because there was a there was a language and content and character and personality that we brought to it, and we weren't really that analytical about it. It was simply just we knew that there was this mad energy and it's a bit zany and a bit off the wall and a bit nuts. That was just that was just going to make good telly because Dave and I watch the telly, and you know what you want to see. So there was a there was a, a deep integrity and honesty yeah. to it all. So and it was a lovely way to do it. I wouldn't do it now, mind you, but it was a lovely way. You know, it was good while it lasted. I mean, we on that pilot, we never had a clue, did we, Kingy? Not a clue, dude. No, no, not at all. We didn't have a clue what we were doing. We we went out to Portugal and. There were two things we found out that there was a uh, a man called Igas Mones who, out of Lisbon, his, his home was a museum. It's a shrine to neurosurgery because he won the Nobel Peace Prize for perfecting the lobotomy. And there's an office chair wow. full of bullet holes where one of his patients had come back and shot him. So that, that's interesting. And then we found these web-footed poodles down in the Algarve where the Romans had bred. Yep, the Romans had, the, they are there. The Romans had bred to shepherd fish into the sh fishermen's nets. So we kind of loosely based a programme around that. But I always remember that first time we were on the ferry with the bikes. And the, the wired us up with microphones and the, and the director went, action! And we went, what? <laughs> and we, 
<laughs> and even the notice said, maybe we better just leave it for now. And then we, we got... We got to the baker, didn't we, that we jacked up. Signor Joao, this rock and roll baker, who was making the most incredible stuff. But we turned up with the crew, and it was a day shop was shut. And, um, so we thought, oh, well, we went back to the hotel. We're drinking coffee. And John, the director, we've got to shoot something, you know. It doesn't work like this. We haven't got money. To- oh, really? And, oh, it was such a shambles. But it kind of, the programme in the end did really well. It's amazing, isn't it? Because it actually, I mean, you had all the know-how in terms of the tech side of it, having been on the other side of the camera, but you were unknown entities. So what was it about what you pitched that got it over the line, do you think? I don't think it was anything particular mm. that, we, we, that we pitched. They, they, it was just, uh, we just, you know, when, when you're just in the right place at the wrong time and somebody goes, yeah, go on then. And, and we had, we, we had um, with us at that time, we had an Oscar award winning um, director, documentary director, albeit. And then we had a Rose of Montreux winner for comedy. And that was um, uh, Vikram Jayanti and John Stroud, who's sadly, yeah, who's now sadly not yeah. with us. But John, John and Vikram were just, were just amazing to work with because, you know, we'd work with them uh, in dramas um, at, at John Stroud and uh, I'd work with and, and Dave had too. But Vikram was 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 an unknown to us. Mm. But but what they brought to what they brought to the show was was uh, um, a level of gravitas. Amazing. That, that got got our first show commissioned yeah. as the reality actually, and 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 obviously there was a bit of the old school tie network in there. But um, it was it was a wonderful experience actually to work with them. Um, yeah, so I think I think in answer to your question, Kate, mm. it was just uh, it was uh, luck rather than good management. <laughs> and look at where it's taking you, though, four times around the world. It was funny. The the the, the first program went out, and we got mixed reviews to say the least, wasn't it? There was a Nancy Banksmith in the Guardian said it wasn't so much a breath of fresh air as blowing the bloody doors off, yes. which was great. <laughs> but then the Express said it was the biggest television car crash since El Dorado. <laughs> you know, that failed so <laughs> So, of course, we went into a deep depression and thought we'd never work again. Is that what, the, is that yeah. what they said? Yeah, it was the uh, Express, yeah. yeah. Couldn't get much more stinky well, than that, no. could it? <laughs> well, you'd expect that from the Express. When you think about the moments that have sort of stood out in your passports those dream trips those those travel moments that top all others what are they i think one of the ones that both dave and i would agree with would would be india because that was pretty amazing that was pretty special because of the alchemy and the and uh, it was it was an amazing amazing cultural um we were just exposed to all of it and it was, and we did, and the route that we did was just so fantastic. And Dave had been to India before, but I, I never had. And it, it just blew my mind. And I, and I think that the parts mm. of India that we, that, that we went to were, were pretty special, you know, all the way down the Eastern, um, Eastern seaboard to the holy city of Madurai through the Ghats mountains and then across into Cochin. It was just mind blowing. You know, mind blowing. I I I love that, wow. and and because Dave and I have a passion for Indian cuisine, it was just ah, oh, we didn't eat meat for like six weeks and didn't miss it at all because it was all vegetarian, obviously. Mm. And um, oh man, it was so good. That was that that was a highlight, yeah. I think, for both of us. Don't you? Yeah, I think. Well, for me, I think it was Argentina. Yeah, it that was, was when we yeah. we spent a week in Buenos Aires. We learned how to tango, and then Did we you? rode. 
Yeah. Um, Look where that got you, Dave. All the way to Strictly. Yeah. Week seven. Week seven. <laughs> <laughs> but then we, we we rode we rode down to Patagonia, and oh. um, and that that was amazing because there was there's about three days where there was nothing to film because the Patagonian desert's just rubble road for miles and miles and miles. So we were just on our own. We had jerry cans of fuel in the top box on these these Honda XS six fifties. Uh, was it six fifty? No, what was Trans-Alps. it? Were they Transalps, the yeah. old Honda Transalps six yeah. fifties. Brilliant. Yeah, and and so the pair was just set off to Patagonia, and like the, the wow. nights where we'd, we'd stop at anywhere at road houses and B and Bs, and get drunk and eat steak, and it was it, that that was a remarkable trip. We ended up in Peninsula Valdez, yeah, you know, was. by the sea, and we all you know rendezvoused there like three days later. That was a spectacular trip. And with two mates, you know, apart from the fact we're filming, we're living the dream. We actually had rode, ridden down to Patagonia on the fly, as it were, at somebody else's expense. Uh, yeah. That that was remarkable. Um, yeah. It's such a good time in Argentina that as great. well. That was absolutely great. Have you ever come close to being arrested on any of your travels? Oh, yeah, numerous times, yeah. Yes, numerous times. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm just, I'll tell you one instant, yeah, go on, yeah. What have you done? Uh, oh, well, do you have got nicked for uh, uh, jaywalking on the strip in Las Vegas, which was hilarious. Oh, in Las Vegas, yeah. We were all... We're yeah, sp- I spread them and all this on the bonnet. I thought it was stupid. <laughs> I, I, I'd had a few drinks, like, I didn't realise, what. why can't I can't, can't cross the strip, there's no traffic. And there were searchlights and everything, and spread this, spread that. And I just turned to the policeman, I stood up and said, this is, do you know, you've got a bloody awkward country. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. We got we got busted for driving offences. Where was it, in Hungary? Oh, I think. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Austria, we got busted. Yeah. Um, really got shot in, on, on, it was in Turkey, no, that wasn't on good. the Syrian-Iran-Iraq border in Kurdistan. Because we had cameras yeah. on the bikes and we shouldn't have done. The, the rule of thumb was, if ever you go into a military military crossing point, God's sake, take the cameras off the bikes. We forgot. And, and I was just holding back. So my, my, I had about four cameras on my bike. So I let Kingy go up there and do the chatty whilst I was his mate keeping me gob shut. Thinking, oh no, you know, all these bored conscripts. That was quite an adventure. That was. And you know wow, what? Wow, I'd say so. You're risking quite a lot there with those cameras. Blimey. I'll tell you what was hilarious, Kate. There certain, there's a certain um, anatomical uh, reaction uh, that you have when you see an armoured vehicle's gun turret come towards you. You know, there's just... You just think, ooh. <laughs> 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 it's hilarious. Sorry, so, I, whatever it is, I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, whoops! <laughs> wow, what a, what a lot, uh, what a lot you've seen and done, gents. And it's been a yeah, wonderful, very lucky, very lucky. Yeah. And I think that's it. That there's not one of there's not one day that goes by that 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 we don't um, that we don't understand the the privilege of what we've done. You know, even while we were doing it, we. We understood the privilege of it, and um, and look, you know, it was sixteen-hour days, and it was living out of a suitcase for uh, a protracted periods of time. But I, would would either of us swap it? Absolutely not. It's been amazing existence, and continues to be. Absolutely. Well, listen, we've covered your friendship, we've covered the travels, which means that I've got one thing left to dive into before I let you go. My third and final question sits around food. Mm.
27 cookbooks, gents, 27 cookbooks. Uh, and, and actually, it was food that kind of brought you together in the first place, a, a shared love of curry while everyone else was picking through a salad on a BBC drama. So I want to know about the, the best dishes you've created for one another, uh, the finest meals you've shared, and the ones that, again, just stand out head and shoulders above all the rest. I think one king he cooked for me, we both got wood-fired pizza ovens and I went round to Sai's house one night and he'd been down the fish keys in Newcastle. He bought a kilo, maybe a kilo and a half of langoustine and a turbot the size of a dustbin lid. And we had a bottle of Montrachet, really good white burgundy, a real proper treat. And um, the langoustines just went into the pizza oven for about, what, two minutes, Kingy? Just till they were just so... Two minutes at 4.50, yeah. Yeah, we just sat there cracking langoustines, drinking Montrachet, and then we had, we just ate the whole turbot. It was so pure, so clean, uh, with lots of butter to dip it into. That, that for me, really stands out as being one of the best meals ever. But it was, you know, with a wood-fired pizza, but that turbot and the langoustines, it was simple, but it was perfect. I'd never think to use a pizza oven for something other than pizza because I'm that basic, but that makes total sense. What a lovely way to cook fish. Oh, yeah. It, it was gorgeous. And he kept the integrity of the flavour. Um, but, yeah, it was just, you know, the pizza ovens outside the kitchen. You can smell it. And then you just sit at the kitchen table. And it, it was a proper feast, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't even remember what, what you'd done to go with it, really. No. I just remember the langoustines and the turbot. But, it was, you know, the northeast does have some of the finest seafood that you can get. And we certainly ate it round his house. Mm. Do you know what's lovely, though, Dave, is of all the countries that you've visited, all of the cuisines that you've sampled, the dish and the meal that stands out most to you is the one that Cy put together in his back garden. Mm. Oh, well, it's been plenty stand out. I mean, you know, but but I think the ones we cook for each other, that one stands out that Cy yeah. cooked for me. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Cy? Uh, well, it's it's the same. We we I, I remember we we'd had it was a Thursday night, and we had we had a a, a massive weekend coming up. We had stuff. And um and David gone to the local and it was a it was a Côte de Boeuf we had and we had a fantastic bottle of red oh yeah and we had the Côte de Boeuf again in the pizza room because you know that's that's in our soul and in our blood you know that that kind of wood fired cooking thing it's just what we do and um and and we sat and we sat mm, yeah. and, and just we 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 sat at Dave's place we had a great bottle of wine we put the world to rights we had this fantastic piece of meat. That 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 uh, it was just it was perfect because food's not just about what it is; it's about the occasion and how you actually arrive at that dinner and that meal. And we we'd been mm -hmm. smashed for three weeks. Yeah. We worked and worked. We hadn't had a day off. I think that was the mm -hmm. first day off in twenty two days. And we and it was just that evening that we had to just do what we wanted to do. And that's what we chose to do with each other, you know. And there was just the two of us because I think Lil was in France, and we were going off to do something. At some yeah, my wife was in France, yeah. so it was us. Yeah, yeah, it was just us, and it was just epic. You boys know how to live, don't you, eh? You really do. And what I love is the fact that it's all about really simple but fantastic produce. You don't overcook it. You don't overdress it. You're not. You know, yeah, it's just. Yeah, just letting the food do the talking. No, there's a good mate of ours uh, who's uh, who's kind of one of the chefs. Chefs called Terry Leibourne. and Terry Terry always said to us at the beginning of our careers, he said, "Listen, lads," he said, uh, 90 percent of good chefing is good shopping." 
He said the 10% that is left is your skill level and what you bring, but you cannot make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. Very true. But some, sometimes Kingy's very cheeky when we're filming. You know, they, they, they film you in a shop and you're doing the, the, the shopping for cooking. But uh, do you remember when we were in the Peak District where we were at Chatsworth and there's a wonderful farm shop there. And, and we were there and we were just buying like bits of ham and everything. And again, for enough, it was a Court de Boeuf that you saw. And this thing was about, it was so expensive. And you just said, Oh, and put the, and the court of birth will come in handy. And it was like, you could see the director and the producer go, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we'll be all right tonight, lads. We'll, we'll stay in. We'll just stay in. So Have we the coat of up. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. um, what's what's the meal on your travels that stands out above all others? Maybe one of the trickiest or the, the hardest to reach destinations. I don't know. I think in the early days when we used to do our own research, and we went to Vietnam and we were in uh, Hanoi and at the Sofitel Hotel there, there was this French chef called Didier Corlou. He's not there anymore. He was like a proper Michelin starred French chef who ran, well, th- th- this Vietnamese restaurant in, in the Metropole, one of the grandest old hotels in um, Hanoi. And we didn't have much money at all, the pair of us. And certainly this wasn't something you'd put through as, as an expense. Uh, we went to his kitchen to, to try and organise filming with Didier. He was married to a Vietnamese lady and he really embraced Vietnamese food. And um, anyway, we're, we're in his kitchen and I, look, I looked at Kingy and I thought, man, we, we've got to come and eat here. I don't care what it costs. We've got to come back and eat. Um, it, it's just we'd be stupid if we miss it. Um, and we just said, there's no suppose there's any chance of a table for Saturday night. And he went, yes, he said. He said, I am not here, he said but I will create a menu that will take you from the, the head of Vietnam in the north through to the Mekong Delta. Oh. And um, anyway, we, we turned up that Saturday night. We're all spruced up. And there was like a table in the centre of the room. It was set for royalty. And we sat there. And this meal was just unbelievable. It was, it was like French Vietnamese food. But I think because of the timing as well, it was such a revelation to us that food could possibly be like that and the generosity of the man. And ironically, they wouldn't charge us. Um, And we did go back there and film with him and and shot his story, but he wasn't bothered. Um, He was just an extraordinarily nice man, extraordinarily talented. But that meal, Kingy, was just off the scale, wasn't it? It was just just so clever. It was just gorgeous. It was just one of those things. I mean, like he was cooking and dressing dishes mm. with bee pollen. What? And, and I mean, it was just insane. And bee it was pollen? Just like, yeah, bee pollen. So mm. what they'd do is, yeah, they'd go off, right? Mm. And there were there were particular fields at this particular time of year in Vietnam that all the bees would be attracted to. So they'd catch bees on the, on the that are collecting pollen on the plants. And I, I'm not exaggerating. They'd brush the legs of this of these bees <laughs> so the pollen fell out so you got these tiny little pollen balls and it was just wow. like this is insane that is. this is insane and it was fantastic <laughs> yeah he served it on, served it on yes, ice cream that's right, he did, what did yeah. it taste like honey just the most wonderful subtle honey sweetness um but he he would go off into the mountains with with the indigenous people just collecting spices and peppers and stuff that he, he he just discovered all these strange spices, peppers and herbs, and then took them back to the kitchen, experimented with them. But he never lost that ethos of Vietnamese markets 
and he was using, you know, he was using these spices just to make it better and experiment. But uh, underneath it all, it was just really, really good food. Um, as I said, he's he's retired now, but what an experience wow. that was. And it sounds like you can remember pretty much every course that was put in front of you. Dave's always better than remembering um, remembering what we've eaten. I mean, it got it got to the point coming to the end where I was like, "Where are we?" And he was going, "He's going, Kingy, we're in this, we're in Wyoming, are we?" Right, okay. It was kind of a bit. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? We're filming, dude. Oh yeah. Do you remember after that meal, or it did go catastrophically wrong? Didn't yes, it? hugely. Because we went, we decided to go to karaoke, <laughs> which is. Sublime to one of the finest, most sophisticated things. Let's do karaoke, Kingy. <laughs> anyway, I didn't realize it meant something else, this karaoke bar. Oh, it, it wasn't like, you know, yes, it wasn't where you'd, you'd, you'd just get the microphone and sing It's Raining Men. This this was like, you, you, you were shown into this very private booth and all these ladies followed us in there. And I was just like, what's going on? You know, oh, it was horrific. You know, we had to run for our lives, didn't we? So, so less well, of a karaoke he, bar, more of a, maybe, maybe a brothel. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, we yeah. didn't realise that at the time because I was going, this is weird, Dave. I've just had to pay dollars at the bar, at the door. And he's like, I'll be all right, Kingy, I'll be all right. Anyway, like Dave says, we walk in, go to the bar, have a drink. We're thinking, oh, this is canny. Oh, I think you've got to get a booth to do the karaoke thing, dude. And he goes, yeah, all right then. So me and him launches into this booth with about 433 Vietnamese women who were all fruity. And we were like, this is a small booth and a lot of fruity women that are after the rest of the dollars that is in my pocket. I think we should get out. Yeah. And I, meanwhile, I'm, I'm looking for the book for the songs. Like this. I'm going through it. And meanwhile, there was some, somebody grabbed all of me privates. And so that was it. Oh, my God. Oh! And, and, you know, this is not our cup of tea, Kate. So basically, we, we legged it back to our hotel. We thought we should have given up. But, you know, it, it kind of it, it was sublime to the ridiculous from Didier Carlouz to this, you know, nookie karaoke bar. From somebody, somebody brushing the legs of bees to extract bee pollen uh, to some rather ravenous Vietnamese prostitutes. Yeah, it was pretty. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit like that. It was a game of two halves, Kate. It was a game really? of two halves that night. <laughs> High low is what it's called. High <laughs> moments, low moments. <laughs> Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. I've I've been waiting to get you on the show um, for many a year now, and it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you both. Dave, continued um, thanks, Kate. Thank continued you. success with with your treatment. I'm glad to hear that it's going well, and your markers are, are heading in all the right directions. And thank you. Um, and the podcast will continue across the year. So no matter what, you guys will be solving all manner of problems. You've heard the life experience, people. You know who to call now when life starts to prevent, well, present with a few problems. <laughs> Thank you, Kate. And um, there's another book coming this year. When are, you, when, are we, when are we releasing book 28? October, I think, Kingy. October, yeah, it is. It is. First, uh, second week in October. Yeah, yeah. In time for Christmas, really. Wow, yeah, it's good as well. It's good. Oh, it's I was fun. working on it yesterday, and that's been that's been quite nice. Been having the books to work on. Yeah, it's a really good book. It's it's a baking book because we've never really done a, a a really good honest baking book. Um, we, we've done one that's linked to the travels, but this is the baking book we want to own. And um, oh, yeah, it's been we've had fun, fun, haven't we? It's some new ideas, some old ideas, but it all works, you know. 
Uh, we've got a good team of people to make sure it works. I think that's one of the secrets. The recipes aren't duff. There's no duff recipes. Um, they're there to be used, you know. But this one's shaping up very, very nicely. Oh, well, I look forward to it to go make them bake up something to go alongside my uh, favourite sausage casserole of yours. Great. Actually, there's a, there's a sausage picnic pie that's right up your street. It's a sausage and apple picnic pie because that was Kingy's touch of genius. Nice. The apples, do you remember the apples went in it? So and good. it's, um, no, it's really good. Oh, well, I will look forward to that, boys. And I'll look forward to seeing how things go for you across the rest of the year. If you want to listen into the boys solving other people's problems, you can get uh, Agony Uncles wherever you get your podcasts. A huge, massive thanks to my guest this week, uh, the brilliant Harry Bikers, Cy and Dave. And if you want more great chat with incredible cooks and presenters, head over to our back catalogue. There's plenty in there. Uh, you can fill your boots with Tom Kerridge, James Martin, Marcus Waring, Simon Wimmer, Greg Wallace, John Tarot, Lisa Faulkner, and many more. My thanks, as always, uh, to you for lending us your ears, to Ben Robbins and the Yahoo Studios team who produced the show with me. Editing is by Andy Angson, and our music comes courtesy of Andy Bell. I'll be back next Friday with more great guests. Until then, thanks for joining me. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 